Good morning, everybody. Just have a look at the screen, if you would, please. What does it say? Say it again. Say it again. Faith speaks. And I was uh, so blessed to hear a fantastic testimony this morning of a lady who was given up hope for. No hope. And yet, a young couple who believe and have faith and speak their faith went into a hospital, laid hands on this lady, and she's well. But you know, you can go to hell well. They didn't leave it there. You could be well in your body and still go to hell. Because the job was only half done. And she confessed Jesus. Did you notice that? She believed and she confessed Jesus. And she stood before you this morning as a living testimony of what God has said to us this year. Every time I think about us here when I'm away, these words ring in my, in my spirit. Because God said to us, there's nothing he can't do. Would you say that? There's nothing he can't do. He said, I'm the God of the impossible. Would you say that? He's the God of the impossible. And he said this, he's faithful to his word. Say that. To his word. God is behind his word. And to be in a gathering this morning where, and if you don't like noise, I I was going to say, I'm very sorry. I'm not sorry. You can be in a meeting where there's just noise. But it's a vacuum. But you can be in a gathering where there's noise. And faith is present. Faith is present in this place today. Would you turn to your Bibles, please? Would you turn to Romans chapter 10, please? I better tell you which scripture, haven't I? We're going to read three scriptures. Romans 10, Matthew 12, and 2 Corinthians 4. I want to speak to you this morning about faith. Because it's evident that God is increasing us as a people of faith. But especially today, in the prophetic words we had, the exhortations about breaking out and speaking and shouting, the very vocal things. And that's not just to fill a a room of sound. Romans 1 tells us the righteous live by faith. So how do the righteous live? By faith. By faith. Faith is normal. Faith is your way of life. Faith is your default setting. You're designed to live by faith. But I want to share you a principle this morning, and we'll see just how far we get, whatever happens, about faith, about the correlation between faith and speaking. Because faith speaks. Would you say that with me? Faith speaks. We're going to look at that. We're going to show that from the scriptures. We're going to read three scriptures. Romans chapter 10 and verse 6, please, first of all. It says this, the the righteousness that is by faith says, don't say in your heart 
who will ascend into heaven. That's to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the deep? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? It says, the word is near you. Where is it? It's in your mouth. And it's in your heart. That is, the message concerning faith, or the word of faith, that we proclaim, that we speak. That if you speak agreement with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And if you have faith in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved. Let's read that again. For if you speak agreement, you'll have a confess that word. If you speak agreement with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you say something, and if you have faith in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. (laughs) For it's with your heart that you have faith, and you're made right with God. It's with your mouth that you speak agreement, and you're saved. Is that powerful? That's amazing. I'm going to show you something in a moment about that. Sit to Matthew chapter 12 now, please. These are well-known scriptures, and if you've been around for at all in this church for some years, you will have heard us talking about these things and living by these things, but it's time to bring them again. Not because we're failing in them, but because we just have to keep doing them. And for some of you, it's a new experience for you. But this is your way of life. Faith speaks. Would you say that? Faith speaks. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. Jesus unlocked a very, very powerful, powerful reality for every one of us, whether you're a Christian or not. He said this, verse 33. Make a tree good, its fruit will be good. Make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers. Now he's talking to the Pharisees, okay? He's not talking to you. You brood of vipers. How can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Or out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good person brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And an evil person brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you, now listen, when Jesus tells you something, but I'm telling you, you know, it's, it's like when your mother, I remember my mom, she says, now I'm telling you, I think, end of the sports. <laughs> That's it. I remember when Diane would say to the kids, now I'm telling you, I think, kids, leave it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, he says, that everyone... Every one of us, whoever we are, every one of us will have to give an account on the day of judgment. There is a day coming when God will judge the world. And every one of us will be judged according to our lives and to something else. He says, for I tell you, Roger, on the day of judgment, Roger, you will give an account for every empty, idle, or unproductive word you have spoken. Wow. For by your words, you'll be acquitted. So there are words that will set me free. That's important. Don't read this as a condemnation. He said, there are words that will condemn you, but there are words that will set you free. 
Now, what, on the day of judgment, what kind of words do you want to be judged for? <laughs> yeah? Don't think, oh man, I'm in big trouble. No, I'm looking forward to the day of judgment. Why? Because faith speaks. So on the day of judgment, when the Lord runs the reel through my life, he'll say, acquittal, 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 acquittal. I'm thinking, acquittal, acquittal. Is that fantastic? Who wants to be found guilty? He's giving us the opportunity then to say, this is how you do it. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. This is great news, folks. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. Paul says this, or the word of God says this. 2 Corinthians 4, 13 says, It is written, and he's quoting Psalm 116. It is written, I believed, therefore I've spoken. I believed, therefore I've spoken. It naturally follows, doesn't it? I believe, when I did English, GCSE, it was GCEs in those days. I believed, therefore meant there was always a consequence, wasn't it? You do this, then, you do, then that happens. Do you remember? You did go to school, didn't you? I know for some of us it was a long time ago. I believed, therefore I've spoken. And he says this, since we have the same spirit of faith, nothing different about faith, faith is faith. We also believe and therefore speak. So anybody, anybody righteous here? Yes. Anybody of faith here? Yes. Well, you must be a speaker. Yes. There's a direct correlation. Faith and speaking. There's a correlation between faith and speaking. The health of my faith determines my speaking, and my speaking determines the health of my faith. Okay? Faith speaks. Guess what faith speaks? Faith. Yes? Diane and I were talking last night, and I I thought it's been all kind of wise and profound. And I said, I'm tomorrow, and I said about faith speaking, and I said, I'm talking about faith speaking. And she said, you you know what? Faith speaks in faith. I thought, I thought that was original. I thought I thought of it. <laughs> she said, well, it's obvious, isn't it? I thought, well, it is now. <laughs> but she says, faith speaks in faith. So faith speaks faith. And faith speaks in faith. So every time you speak, you speak what? Faith. Every time. Because you're a person of faith. Let's unpack it a little bit. I'm going to show you a very powerful principle that happens in the Godhead. We, we were singing, oh, if we can unlock, one of the things we're unlocking in these days is the majesty and the greatness. Who are we worshipping? The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. We're worshipping God. Right? But something happens in, in God when we, we confess. Now, believing and confessing, then, there's a link between believing and confessing. That word confess Faith and speaking. I've said to you before, faith, believing and trust are all the same word in the New Testament. And faith, the word faith, I said before and you've heard before, is an absolute conviction, 100% conviction, based on something somebody told you. So it tells you basically, faith is all to do with hearing and believing and trusting words. It's all to do with words. It's what you hear. It's what you listen to. What you commit yourself to. By a 
by implication then, you completely trust the person who told you that. All right? That, and because God is trustworthy. So faith uh, is, is that. But we saw in Romans chapter 10, this link between believing and what the Bible calls confessing. Okay? Now, you became a Christian. Any Christians here? You became a Christian by believing, faith, trust, and by speaking. Okay? Not just by believing. Okay? You had to say something. You had to say something. It's not a formula, but you may have prayed. Lord Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner. I ask you to come into my life. Please forgive me of my sins. I'm confessing you are my Lord. Anybody pray a prayer like that? That's right. That's, that's it. That means it's impossible then for you to be a silent Christian. I'm not a great, I don't know why people like silent movies. You know, I like a bit of dialogue. People say sometimes, well, I'm the strong silent type. You ever hear people talk about that? I'm the strong silent type. There's no such thing. If you're strong, you're not silent. And if you're silent, you're not strong. Not according to this book. Right? There's a strength in speaking. Because you had to confess to be saved. In addition to your faith, your faith had to be made complete by what you said. Okay? Now, confession doesn't mean the same as when we own up to something. It doesn't mean like when my brother and I were always caught. I don't know. I, I always got the blame for it. You know, my brother was a lawyer. He was cleverer than me. He's still, he's still like that. You know, if something happened, who did it? Roger did it. Yes, I own up. I confess. It was, my, it was him. But confession in the Bible doesn't mean that. The word confess, and you may have heard this before, but you have to bring it again. And even today, when God has specifically told us, there's nothing I can't do. I'm the God of the impossible. I'm faithful to my word. Three specific things that we're putting into practice. And that means we've got to live by faith. But faith is our default setting, isn't it? So confession, speaking in our faith, means the word confess means to speak the same words as somebody. Okay, that's what it means. It means to speak an agreement with what somebody has already said. It means to agree verbally with what you heard somebody say. And I'm saying the same things all the time. It means literally to speak with the same voice. So you hear somebody say something, you believe it, and you speak it. Okay? That's not a technique. Okay? Confession is not just repeating words. I can get you to repeat words, but that's not confession. Confession is not repeating words or saying amen when the preacher's trying to get you to get you going. I mean, I could try and get you going now and say, God is good. Amen! (laughs) And because you think, I better say amen because he's going to keep going until I stop. (laughs) Say amen, amen, amen. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. <laughs> no. <laughs> and sometimes I, I hear that and I'm thinking, I'm still thinking it through. I'm still thinking it through. I can't say it because I, I'm not sure if I got it yet. I'm not sure if I believe it. But when I believe it, you'll get me. You'll get, amen. It's not the volume. It's amen. 
So amen's not a te- confession's not a technique. And amen literally means I agree. That's right. Bring it on. Whatever, whatever you want to say. Your confession is a verbal agreement that you make with what you have heard and you believe. So faith comes first. Okay? You believe. Because faith comes by hearing somebody say something. Okay? Now, if you turn to Matthew chapter 10, please, I'm going to show you what happens in the Godhead. Now, this is really important for you because it's not just something that takes place on earth. Something happens in God when you agree. When you agree with him and when you agree with someone who's saying what he's saying. Okay? Don't get lost. This is... This is, you've already been doing it this morning, but as we unlock and appreciate this, this is really going to help you. Because you know it's not just, oh, I've got to say the right thing. You realize what spiritual power you're unlocking in the spiritual dimensions. Okay? Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 32. He uses the same word. You might have acknowledge in your Bible. It's the same word. It's confession. It's the same word that's used in Romans. And he says this, whoever confesses me before people, I will confess him before the Father. So when you confess Jesus, he confesses you. That's amazing. Okay? It's not like in here this morning, we just made sounds. Jesus heard every one of them. And he responded to every one of them. So we actually affect the heavens and the earth. There's things going on in this room this morning that affected. Oh no, we just had a nice time. What does it mean? When Jesus said, whoever confesses me before men, I will confess him before the Father. Now get this, please. Get one thing. Get this. When you confessed your faith, you spoke an agreement. When you said, Jesus, Lord, or you prayed your prayer, you spoke agreement with God the Father. You may not realize that, but God the Father was listening in. You spoke agreement with God the Father regarding what he had already said about Jesus. Philippians 2, it says this, God raised him from the dead and gave, and God gave him the name that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue confess that every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is God the Father said that. It's already established, it's already said. You didn't make Jesus Lord, he is Lord. So when you confessed him, are you getting this? Very important you get this. When you confessed him. You were agreeing with God the Father himself. God listened to you. With all the other things he's got to do. He listened. And in that moment of verbal agreement, whatever form you said it, whatever language you said it, Jesus also heard you. There's There's a whole load of people listening to what you're saying. And Jesus agreed with you. 
When you said, Father, Lord Jesus, Jesus said, I agree. And then he turned to the Father. And Jesus spoke that agreement that he and the Father had made, and you joined in. He spoke that agreement to the Father. And the moment the Father heard it and the Son heard it, he said, write that name in the book, mine. Why? Because you said something. By grace we have saved through faith. Amen. It's all God. But I say it most reverently. Until the moment you spoke, God was unable to save you. Yes, he can do anything. But he says, until the moment you believe and speak, I can't save you. Now that tells me because that was the moment you were saved. That's fantastic. It's amazing. It's incredible. So God's saying, I said, go on, say it, go on. You believe it, you believe it. Go on, say it, go on, say it. Lord Jesus, I don't know what I'm stumbling here. I don't know, I understand a thing, but I miss asking you to forgive me of my sins. I know you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose again from the dead. I'm just repeating the prayer. I believe it. Please save me. God says, I hear it. God, I've been waiting since the foundation of the world for you to say that. (laughs) And you said it. But do you know what that means? It means that there is creative power in what you say. Did you say that? There is creative power in what I say. That's, did you say the whole sentence now? There. Say one more time. That's why Proverbs says, the tongue has the power of life and death. See, it will come out of you. The way we begin in our new earth is the way we continue. It's just a one-off thing. Okay? We're constantly believing and speaking. Not to remain saved. But Jesus said, out of the overflow of your heart then, your mouth will speak. Whatever you hear, whatever you believe, will come out of your mouth. And what comes out is either faith or unbelief. So don't be like me, because there was a time when thinking, okay... Just to be sure, I'll keep quiet. I won't say anything. No. Because even your silence speaks volumes. Because faith speaks faith. See, if your silence speaks, if if you're silent, someone told you to be quiet. You listen to a voice. This morning as you were encouraged to sing, make noise and shout to the Lord and sing from our spirits we may have said I'm not going to do that well who told you to do that God said do this he said no it was Dave or it was Colleen or Colette or Saskia or James or Josh no it wasn't it was God see 
Silence is not golden. Silence is corrosive when it comes to faith. Silence is like rust when it comes to faith. Now, there is a time to be silent. Of course there is. Okay? Listening. Waiting on God. Not jabbering. That's a totally different thing. But faith speaks. Your faith, my faith, rises or sinks to the level of our confession. Of your speaking the same as what you hear and believe. Because when, when you speak, the first person that hears what you say is who? Me. <laughs> you, yes. When you speak, the first person who hears what you say is you. Yeah. All right? It's not rocket science. So you feed faith to your own heart yes. by what you say. Right. All your words go somewhere. All words go somewhere. Words aren't just words. All words go somewhere. They all have the power of life and death. So, I don't, this is, I don't know. This, this is not you. But if evil unbelieving words come from my mouth, they come into my heart. And they'll come out through my mouth. And they go back in again. And they feed my heart with increasing unbelief. doesn't say the same because faith grows and unbelief can grow. As the moaning, complaining, cynicism, gossip, grumbling, negativity, criticism, self-loathing. If, I, if all those things, I must have put those things into, my, into me, they come out of me. Don't they? But if faith words come from my mouth into my heart, they come again again through my mouth. And they go back in again. But every time you do it, that process doesn't stay the same. It increases. All right? It's a very simple process. Can I just give you a couple of things? Um, There's a couple of things just as we're finishing. I just want to... uh, Maybe we can speak as well. Would you like to speak? Would you like to speak? You sound so mellifluous. Now, obviously, one of the biggest things is give thanks in all circumstances, but I'm going to park that one for right now. But if you turn to Psalm 42 and 43, it's important when we're not in times like this that... It's how you speak to yourself. Yeah, that's right. Okay? You're hearing and speaking to yourself correctly. Look at Psalm 42. Psalm 42, it says this. Um, As a deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While all day long people say to me, where's your God? See, that's a, that's a word of faith. Where's God? Where is he? See, this man is sliding into depression. We don't know exactly, but he's facing something and he's sliding into depression. He says, I remember this as I pour out my heart. How I walk with many, leading the festive procession to the house of God with joyful and thankful shouts. He's, he's talking himself down, isn't he? He's in a spiral. 
Faith, unbelief is, unbelief is coming. Man, it, it was so much better in the old days. I'm missing something. Whatever's happened, it's gone. It's gone. I can't get it back. And then he says this. Hang on a second. Why am I so depressed? How do I get out of this? Why this turmoil within me? What? Because he realized he's not moving to his default setting. He's a man of faith. But he's not in faith. He's, allowing, he's allowed a cycle, a circle of depression to get to him. Not diminishing depression, but he's given into it. So what does he do? He says this. Why am I so depressed? Why this turmoil within me? Put your hope in God. What? I'll praise him. That's what we've done this morning. My Savior and my God. But you notice, because he's got himself in such a spiral, you read the, the, the two Psalms go together, it doesn't happen first time. It's a process where three or four times he starts to rise up, and then he starts to think again, and he starts to slip again. And he says, no, I'm not having this. My soul, trusting God. He talks to himself. He says, God is for you. Who can be against you? You're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. The blood of Christ has cleansed you from every sin. Yeah, but no, no. No, the blood of Christ has cleansed you. You're an overcomer. God is the God of the impossible. Because it's a process by which he starts to bring himself up out of it. Because the process put him into it. See, it's not a formula, say it once. Now, a word can deliver you once. But for some of us, it's not something where we visit confession, but live in negativity. I can't do that. I have to live in faith and speaking faith. You say, well, don't you face reality? Of course I do. When you face something, you can talk yourself down into it, or you can listen to what somebody else says to you. I remember times when I've been sick, and there have been people that I have avoided. Not because they will tell me the truth, but because they say to me, do you know what? You're getting on a bit now. You need to slow down. You shouldn't be doing that anymore. Rubbish. Rubbish. Thank you, love. Rubbish. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? I want to listen to people like Jean. How old are you now, Jean? 73. You're just warming up, aren't you? <laughs> Jean doesn't need to be told at 73. Well, you're a widow. What does that mean? A widow. Equals finished. Don't tell Jean that. (laughs) The best days are yet to be. And yet the love of your life is in heaven. He's talking about husband, okay, Bob. I can talk like this to Jean. But the best days, but you had great days. And you've had mourning and grieving days and seasons. But the best best is yet to be. That's faith speaking. Now that's not just a turn within, well, let's bring Jean out. She'll say that on a Sunday morning. Jean lives like that. But you can get yourself, I can get myself in a spiral. The scriptures know all about that. But it says, no, no, get yourself out of this depression. Put your trust in God. Put your hope in God. I will praise him. How, how does he get up? I'll praise him. Lord, you're great. You're magnificent. You're mighty. You're wonderful. You're fantastic. Lord, you're, you're the... You just anoint my head with oil. Ooh, I, 
And the words for it. And you lift yourself out of it. Because you speak to yourself. Sometimes I need to give myself a good talking to. Sometimes you need to give me a good talking to. But sometimes you're not around. And sometimes I have to give myself a good talking to. I don't know if I told you. No, it only happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, no, I won't tell you that one. I'll tell you another time. I'm just going to give you one more at a time. Speak to your mountain. Would you turn to Matthew 17, please? Hmm? Praise God. Speak to your mountain. Has anybody got this scripture in front of you? Yes. Yep, it's fine, Elder. Would you stand up, please? Could you turn around? And could you read Matthew 17, verse 20? You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as a small mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Can you read it again? Thank you. You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even small even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. One more time. You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Thank you. Mustard seed faith. How much do you need? Oh, man, I need a lorry load. No, you don't. You just need real faith. Mustard seed faith. You say, man, I got a mountain. I need a whole mountain range then. I need the Himalaya faith. No, you don't. You just need genuine faith. Genuine faith, mustard seed, small mustard seed. You say, got real faith. And if you say something, it'll happen. Why? Because it's faith. It's, it's a thing. But my rational mind says, no, if I, I'm facing a mountain, I need faith bigger than my mountain. But you have. Because mustard seed faith, genuine faith, doesn't go on size. Your faith increases, but it's real. It's a real mustard seed. What's a mountain? Well, you think, oh, mountain, let's all, let's all go up uh, Panavan this afternoon and see if we can flatten it. <laughs> He's not talking about that. He, he said, you face mountains. Yeah. They may not be mountains, but they become mountains. A mountain is something that is immovable. Doesn't it? It's dominating. It's, uh, it casts a big shadow. It can be intimidating. A mountain can be something that opposes you. And it's only a little thing, but you, it says, I ain't going. I ain't going. And you start to reason with it, and you start to give into it. And before long, you know this thing has become boom. And it's a mountain that says, live with it. Deal with it. I ain't going. Person of faith. <laughs> like Clint Eastwood, you feeling lucky, punk? That's what mountains do. Faith says, I'm having you. Move. And you know what happens? 
when you just, you know, it's not like Lord of the Rings, you know, where it's just move, go. Because the moment you speak with faith, the God of the impossible, the God who can do anything, the God who's faithful to us, so it says, I'll back you up. Remember, just remind the lady who uh, was sharing in this. And a lady came from somewhere where we were teaching. Diane and I were talking about this, speaking to your mountain. And at that time, we said, uh, some of you have mountains you need to speak to. Just go outside right now and speak to your mountain. And it'll go. She came back in. I didn't know it happened until the next day. Um... Two days later, she had uh, come to this conference with uh, breast cancer and had, had a malignant tumor in, in her breast and was due to be going for an operation the next week. And as uh, she heard the word, faith came. I never mentioned breast cancer. But the moment I mentioned mountain, for her... Boom, here I am. But faith came to her and she said, no one prayed for her. She said, I'm dealing with you. Very quiet lady, she walked out, came back in, sat down. Two days later, heard this. She said, the moment I spoke to it, I believe it had gone. I went to the hospital on the Monday, had the test. All malignancy had disappeared. It's normal. It's normal for this community. It's supernatural. It's faith. So what does faith do? Faith speaks. Would you stand, please? I'm going to say something. If you agree with it, would you say something? God is good. The blood of Jesus has saved me from all my sin. My future is going to be better than my present. God is for me. God is with us. I am the apple of his eye. Someone else shout out something. So am I. Hang on a second, because if someone says I'm God's favorite, that means we're not. So, I am God's favorite. You are. You are. I am. Don't get all theologically twisted. Oh, if, if she's God's favorite, what am I? I'm God's favorite. 
Someone else? God chose you. God chose you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Say again. He chose you as well. Amen, he did. See, this is not just to make you feel good. You're declaring things that God has told you to say. Amen. We are a community of overcomers. We are victorious. You see, well, did you notice the dynamic that's different? 